Are you looking to get more bookings and take your business to the next level? Come join us at PBNY, a three-day educational conference at the beautiful TWA Hotel in New York City, March 23rd through the 25th, 2020. Learn from the very best in the industry, including some that do millions in annual revenue from photo booth rentals. Limited seating is available and tickets are going fast. Get yours before the next price increase. Learn more today at pbny2020.com. In this episode, Ryan and I discuss his favorite topic that he has been a pioneer for. No, texting clients. Stay tuned. Superboothers. I am 1992 Student Council President Ryan Salinas. And I'm 6th grade spelling beat champ. Ismail. You can't spell for crap. <laughs> your grammar is horrible. You don't know the difference between your and your or there, there, and there. These are lies. Highly doubted. And I have the trophy to prove it. Do you really? No, I just made that up. Uh-huh. I wonder why. <laughs> I gotta keep up with what you're throwing all these crazy things out there. I gotta say something. I am talented. I... <laughs> Cannot be. You're a, you're a man that wears many hats y- yeah. and also has many pairs of shoes. You are so judging me today. At least I have more than one. I've got more than one. I just have one of each. One for work. Oh. One one for going out. <laughs> he has, ladies and gentlemen, he has five different types of sketchers. Ladies and gentlemen, no. <laughs> the ones that light up too. Oh man, so cool. Oh my god, those were amazing. I used to like. I don't. I actually really don't think that shoes are my vice. I think bags are my vice. I will spend money on a bag. I clearly. I won't. I. I won't drop as. I'll drop money on shoes, but not really that much. Yeah, everyone's got their own different things. I'm well, not. Do you have a vice? Like one thing that you absolutely will blow money on. I'm not into fashion as a vice in any way. Clearly. However, you know, back in my day in the corporate world, mm-hmm. I did drop a pretty penny on some nice suits. Really? Yeah. Where would you have, get them from? I have some, some this this guy on the street corner of uh, Thirty mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Canal Street. I've gotten I've gotten them from a few different places. It's so funny enough. I, I have I have a few really nice suits. This was really depressing. So I remember whenever, total waste, whenever so. you would come to New York, was well, because you can't fit into it anymore. Hashtag dad bod. Um, but that that's the thing is, I was on we were we were on Fifth yesterday. I may have made a purchase. And I'm for those who don't know, that's Fifth Avenue, the most expensive block in the planet. It, it actually kind of is, but um, I'm walking down and I see these people that have laid out a very, very, very lovely blanket, and they had fake Louis Vuitton, fake Chanel, and I'm like, how are they getting away with this? Now I remember it used to be a Canal Street thing. You'd go to like one of these stores, they'd like shut the door and like bring out all like the I, fake stuff. I've been to those stores. They're amazing, and like they've Quite done away experience. with a lot of them. Yeah, you can still find them. Hmm. DM me on Instagram at Mr. Human. Uh, <laughs> so uh, today, I really wanted to talk about texting. Like, like texting your clients because it's something that I've kind of done recently, mm-hmm. and it's something that I've implemented for other businesses. You know. I'm curious to hear where you're going to go with this because I think you're... Tra- There's only one way I can go with it, texting. So. <laughs> well, you're, I think you're a trailblazer with texting because you've been talking about this mm. for a long time. So I have told you from the very beginning. Yeah, I've heard you... From the very so beginning. I'm curious to hear where that's gone for you now. So I will say this. I don't text from my personal phone. So I have a system that handles my text messages. So 
I use Dialpad. Um, Dialpad is an online system where you can have an app on your phone. You can work from your desktop. You, it, it's just a regular. It's like an app. Yeah, um, it's just it's a virtual phone, so you can have put a beautiful greeting on there. Hi, welcome, hello. Um, I have a nine one one thing, so I can see whenever uh, what part of the phone tree it's coming from. Um, if there's an event in progress, my phone always rings. Um, just to kind of put in safeguards to make sure that no one gets like stuck in a phone tree or anything like that. So for people who don't know about all these tools, mm. how do you differentiate Dialpad from something like Twilio? So Twilio, uh, Twilio can do whatever you want. The only thing is you're putting in actual code to do it. I'm not that smart. Um, I have hacked Twilio to kind of get it what I wanted to do. Um, so you're saying the dial pad's better for the average user because it's more user friendly to create. Sure. What you so create. so what? So to answer your question, um, there are things like SnapPick that connect with Twilio. And what you can do is your photo booth number can, like, let's say if someone were to text back or to call it, you can tell Twilio what to do with it. So, for example, I love, 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 love everything that I operate on is all interconnected. So, for example, if someone takes a photo in one of my booths, they text the photo to themselves. That number that that text message comes to, they can call it, they can text it, it still comes to me. It'll get popped into the system, and I can still respond to it. So I love, 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 love that. It's kind of like a routing system so that everything sure. comes from the same place. Absolutely. And I want it to come from the same place. I always, always, for the last 10 years, I've been waiting for this. And now it's finally happening, and it's just so easy and effortless. So now you're talking about texting. Talking. Yeah, we're talking. We're walking. Mm-hmm. Um, see, I don't feel like I have a New York accent. You so do. Anyone I, listening, they make fun of us in Australia because we sound like Americans. Well, that's true. We do sound like Americans. That's different to Australians. Sure. But like, in America, people are like, oh, you have such a New York accent. I'm like, well, really? it's weird because New York... Boston, L.A., Dallas, Philly—they all have different accents. Yes, that other true. that UK and Australia can't distinguish. That's true, and that's pretty funny to me. But it's crazy to me that people think I have an accent because I can turn it up even more. You really can, like very and easily. Dial it back. Yeah. So depends who I'm talking to. Yeah, I I think I have, I think I can have an accent that I turn on and off. Like y'all, like a or, or a gay one. So I guess it'd be more San Francisco than anything else. Girl, no. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that right there. No. So, well, but I was gonna ask you a question. Yes. So we're talking about texting. Sure. And you mentioned the snap pick, the Twilio sends it to, to people that use the booth, the photos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, talking about texting mm-hmm. clients. How do you navigate this world of texting when you text customers and like people who use your product by asking their permission? So one thing that I have in my intake form is, "Hey, can I text you? I just got an alert that my birthday is tomorrow." I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> I don't know if that's sad or... It's really sad, and it kind of freaked me out, and I'm having a little out-of-body experience right now because I'm like, am I really this old? Do you text yourself, like, happy birthday? No, it's a calendar alert. No, but do you text? We're talking about texting, so I'm trying to bring it back home. Oh, and be, like, self-affirming, like, hey, Ryan, <laughs> how's it going? Have you ever texted your number neighbor? Oh, I did not text my number neighbor. Should I do it now? No, I'm not going to do it. So for those that don't know, texting your number neighbor is texting like a digit 
above and below. You got two neighbors. Yes, yes, yes. So, but what I get a kick out of is there are people that texted their number neighbors, and their number neighbors were actually celebrities, which. I got a kick out of like I, I think Chris Evans did it, really? and he Facetimed this girl who is his number neighbor. Like that's just crazy to me. Interesting. I absolutely love the time we live in right now, and like because these stories would happen all the time. You wouldn't yet, hear about no, it. No, one of my, one of my friends made a comment that he lo- so for those that watch the Golden Girls or I've seen the Golden Girls. Oh yes. He. Uh, was really he was a kid and wanted to talk to B. Arthur, looked her up in a phone book, found B. Arthur in a phone book, called B. Arthur, and B. Arthur talked on the phone with him for forty five minutes. How freaking cool is that? Like, yeah. but like, and that's the thing is stories like that are can go viral now, and we can hear about this stuff. So, anyways, I don't know. I just think it's, that's really cool. But but it sounds like you're looking at things from different lenses, or you're texting clients in a certain way, but you're also texting clients. I mean, uh, people use a booth in a different way. Sure. So, like, that's the thing is, whenever, uh, going back to the intake form, so I ask their permission. So, whenever they're filling out, hey, we have all this information, do you want us to text you about your reservation? If so, put in your cell phone number. Mm -hmm. So, they're giving permission to text you. So, it's a text or email option, basically. Yeah. Um, Or both. So, what I really appreciate about that one is, if uh, one thing that I do automatically is whenever my system sends out the proposal, it sends them a text message that says, hey, listen, we just sent out this proposal. I haven't figured out how to put the link to that proposal in there, but it is possible. I just haven't done it yet. So from doing, from doing this for the last few years, a trailblazer, mm. do you find that the response or the engagement is way higher with texting or is email still king? Because a lot of people out there say email is king. I think email is still king. I think that you have to do things a couple of ways. First of all, you have to communicate with your client the way how they want to be communicated with, not you. I am working with another client in another industry um, in health and beauty. Um, They do Botox and microdermabrasion and threading and lifts and anything non-surgical. So it's a completely different industry. Um, Funny enough, they do have a photo booth in the in the oh, office. Really? So that, yes, that was also beneficial. Um, however, one of the things that they had on their business card was text preferred. They want to be texted as a business. I disagree with that. I think that you shouldn't dictate to your client how they communicate with you. Your your client should pick it, not you. So well, that's that's kind of like a trend I see generally in the business world where companies don't all have a phone number for you to call because mm-hmm. they want you to push push you towards a chat support. Sure, yeah, absolutely. But you're right. You should do what the customer. Some you know, people don't want to chat. Support. No, you know what? I have I have a chat app on my phone. Um, the only time someone uses it is whenever they're pissed off. Um, it, 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 I get more people. Hey, I took a photo at this event. I didn't get it. Uh, well, the most I can do is just send you a link to everything. I'm not going to go and hunt down your stupid photo. But, yes, I mean, it is possible. Um, another thing that I've been doing is put that chat widget in microsites. Um, so at every event that we have, someone can essentially type in a chat whenever they get their photo. I mean, I guess I see – I'm not saying I agree with pushing everyone to communicate with you in one way, but I can see that it's a more efficient way of business. How do you balance that with – 
Like, you, you're doing everything. You can text me, you can yeah. chat me, you can call me. You can yeah, do... Venmo me. I don't care. Do whatever you want. But there's a lot for you to track, right? And no, it's it all get... from your phone. I'm like, I, I, I live on this stupid thing. I mean, except when it dies and my like world comes crashing down and I'm actually going to actually kick back our lives for a little bit, <laughs> have a glass of wine. But no, but that's the thing is, whenever I have clients that text, I had one recently to where she's in an office she can't exactly be on the phone. Mm-hmm. She's texting me. She booked within 15 minutes. How, how else would you have done that? If you, you, if you have a client that wants to communicate with you in a certain way and you won't do it, there's someone else that will. I just incredibly get a kick out of it. There are some people that are, I love whenever someone is in a meeting, they text me, hey, we have a question. We want to do this. Or what do you think about this? I can respond back. They get answers quickly, mm. make decisions faster, and book quicker. I, I just think it's so much more efficient. Yeah, I think in this- especially if you're sitting if you're sitting at your desk. I'm actually not, so I really do run everything on my phone. But if you're sitting at your desk, you can have these things that incorporate into your desktop. Mm-hmm. You can have your phone system ring to your desktop and just connect to your you know headset via Bluetooth. Pop in some AirPods. How is it any different? Yeah, I mean. I still think email's king, and I don't see anything ever threatening that. But the fact that people text socially, uh, it just seems like they would see that message quicker. So if you're trying to communicate, like I have a lot of, like all our best clients communicate, have the personal number, texting them. Yeah. Because of the reason that you just said. It's more efficient. You can multitask with texting. If they're in a meeting, if they can't talk, sometimes Ryan texts me while I'm trying to put my daughter to sleep. I can't pick up the phone. But I can usually try to. Text. I can respond, you know. So it's a lot easier to get things done that way for people in the office environment. So I think that alone makes it a reason to really consider doing that. I don't know if I'd push everyone to only that option. Well, you, I absolutely want all of my number one clients to have my personal cell phone. Now, what about like they're saying prefer text? You want text? What about people calling you? I'm. I'll pick up the phone. Pick I pick up, up the. Phone. I picked up the phone on air. I'm never not going to pick up the phone. Mm. Do you remember that? I do remember that. That was a good one. That was a good one. (laughs) You remember that. No, so I just think that texting is just another avenue. And I just think that people necessarily shouldn't be afraid of it. Again, I put that barrier to where they're not texting my personal cell phone. They're texting a business number. So it's really business text. Even business for- text is such a thing now. Like you can go on Ring Central, you can go on Dialpad, you can go on Grasshopper or whatever else they go, and they all have ways to text. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I do is uh, text message via um, like mass text. Um, so, for example, I do it with RyanSalinas.com, where is it's mostly for like. I actually did it for the first time at um, Photobooth Expo whenever I was on, um, on whenever I was on stage, and I really appreciated the fact that if people wanted to contact me, people aren't going to take down an email, but they can text real quick. Right, they text a certain number to a certain number or a certain code to a certain number, and that adds them to your list or um, some kind of communication platform. Yeah, absolutely. You can text Ryan to 31996 and be added to my list. Do you see how I did that? Very, very clever. But, cool. that, 
What does that do? They get added to your, like, it's like an email list kind of thing, and you can just text An email list just by text message. So I'll only text you no more than two or three times or whatever, but it's, it's for me to be able to communicate with people whenever I need to get something across quickly, because I don't want to go into your email because that's generally going to get lost. And if you, if you're listening to this, I'm hoping you give, you care about what's going on. You know, so I'm able it's to wanting to watch Ryan live edit himself. Restrained from literally, saying. I'm editing, cutting, trimming, copy pasting. All yes, of all of it, just right now, and it's really hard for me. Um, no, but that's the thing is, I want you to be engaged. I want you to feel like you're getting something that no one else is, because truthfully, you are. So anytime I come out with a new product intent, mm-hmm. you're going to get a text message before everyone else will. And generally, whenever I do that, I'll do my lowest price on it whenever it first out the gate before it's available to everyone else. What about... Um, Same thing can be done with photo booth stuff. If you want to add your clients to like this mass texting list, you can. Do you think, or do you ever find it intrusive? Because I know you mentioned previously in an episode where you did an event for like tech... People, yes, it and was, they didn't want to do the booth because they didn't want to get well, their hold number. Hold on, so that was a Hillary thing. So I had, I did an event for it was a government event, and uh, the servers. We, we were asking, we were asking people for their emails because we weren't doing text messages then, or at least as common as it was because of the file that we were sending. No one wanted to give me their email. And that was just a, just a barrier. Like, that's just what it was. So, um, yeah. See, I have an email for junk, though, that I don't mind giving people. Fine. Give me that one. Yeah. I just wonder if people... Don't might... give me your government email if you don't want me to have it. Like... I think some people still may find it intrusive, but we're living in a day and age where it's becoming more and more normal. And I feel like the texting, it's going to get inundated with businesses now. Because everyone kind of... They dominated the email inbox... Spam up to wazoo, but they're going to tackle texting next. So th- th- this is the thing is, I think that with, ever, with texting and with emails, I think they're still king just because you're not being controlled by an algorithm. So, for example, mm-hmm. it has been said by many people with Facebook, with Instagram, with Twitter, you do not own your followers. They do. They can change an algorithm, make yep. you pay for it. Yep. You know, only give it to 10% of the people that you're friends with or that follow you or what have you and and go from there versus text or email. You're getting in their email inbox and you're getting in their in their phone. They will see it. Yeah, absolutely. They will see it. So if things that are if things are more important to you, I don't mind giving someone my phone number. I think that's a great point that, you know, having a text list or an email list, you own that list. You have that forever and they will see anything you send them. How do you use these lists? Like, it seems like you'd have a client list, and you also have a list of people that use a booth. So there are things like Aweber, um, where it's like an email marketing platform where you can, it's tagging based. So you can tag someone based off of, you know, what pertains to them. So are they a roaming photo booth client? Are they a corporate client? Are they a social client or what have you? And so you can target those people, pixel those people as to what pertains to them. So you categorize them into certain groups. It is so creepy the level that we can do this to. I mean, yeah. it, it so is. It's like, amazing that this was something that only big corporations were able to do, but now anybody, anybody can do it very easily. Anybody. Very easily. Anybody. You don't need to be tech savvy. No, it is so freaking scary. Okay, so what do you what do you do though? That when you have that list, you sub, you subcategorize them. Are you sending 
marketing stuff? Yeah, often? absolutely. Are you just touching base well, with clients? So this is this is the thing. Is again, we've discussed. I've been on autopilot for the last six months at least. I've not done any marketing. I've not done really anything. I mean, anything. That's going to be a challenge because when you start to, it's like people who get go black on social media and they come back and no one really sees your post in the beginning. Sure, you have to kind of re-engage people. I'm sure it's hard. I think that, you know, I I did my first Urban Events Mass email, uh, I think, at the beginning of the year. And that one was a little hard. And I got a lot of unsubscribes because of it. That's fine. I, I, unsubscribes is not a bad thing. No, no. You want a clean list of people that yeah. are only interested in what you're offering. Yeah, absolutely. I think that I always, I need to get in the habit of sending stuff out at least once a month. Hey, here are the last three events that I did. Um, so my event is... And that will go to... to Past clients? Yeah, absolutely. Or? All of the above. I think that it's so important to stay in contact with the people that you've done events before. I guess in my mind, I'm separating clients and potential clients. You with, still can do that. With like people using the booth. But see, this How is, do you this, capitalize this, on people using the booths? Th- this, is, this is my thing, is that if you have leads that are in your system, they should be getting follow-up emails. They, I don't think they necessarily should be getting like content, hey, here's the last cool thing that we did email. I mean, maybe they should. I don't know. Um, I will say this. I do all my stuff with Squarespace. Um, so Squarespace has an email platform built in. I used to be on MailChimp. I have moved off of that, and now I'm solely on Squarespace. Mm-hmm. So I have a gigantic email list that I can send out, make emails go out very quickly, and it also integrates with the content that I create. So if I do a blog, I can just drag and drop blogs over real quick. The drag and drop is a perfect description because people who are intimidated by this stuff, it's that easy you drag and drop. So things. that content that you're creating with your Instagram, with your blog, whatever, you can just drag and drop it into whatever new thing. It takes 10 minutes. I appro- 10 minutes. I approve of Squarespace. I think, side note, we don't have to get too into it now. Don't use Wix if you have already. Ouch. Uh, I, oh my gosh. I am there, offended. There's so many negatives with using Wix. If you already have it, that's a different story. I don't know what Wix is. Squarespace is much better. Wix are for kids. And WordPress. Go on. Yeah. No. So that's, well, we've discussed WordPress and I don't, there are people that swear by it. I just don't. I just think that if. It's, it's not as easy drag and drop wise. as for the, for the average person, Squarespace is very beautiful, yeah. very, very, very customizable. Yeah. I have done I think some of my best work on Squarespace. And I've done stuff on WordPress that, yeah, it's great, but it's so difficult to change. If I'm going to like, hey, I'm in a different mood. I'm going to change my entire template, which check out the new Superboothers. It's amazing. The Squarespace is definitely easier for the average person. WordPress is better. It's the best, but there's a lot more involved in getting it to where you want it to be. I think that with Squarespace, it's just a little more user-friendly. And For I sure. think there are so many things that integrate with it. I think that you can connect your Facebook, your Instagram to Squarespace, whereas whenever you update your Instagram, your website is already updated. You know, if you want to curate your Instagram as a lookbook, hey, here and only post things of the content you're creating. So let's say that you have a photo booth business. You're not posting what the booth looks like. You're not posting any of that stuff. You're just posting a lookbook. Here are all the things that we can create. You can title lookbook as a page and have it be your entire Instagram and it auto updates. So all you're doing is just updating your phone and then everything else gets updated. Why, why bother? Yeah, there's, those tools make it much easier. Do you, 
ever um, like the emails you get from people emailing themselves photos mm-hmm. from whatever. Do you use that in any way or no? Does it, I don't. I'm sure people you just do. email them the photo and that's it. I see. That's the thing is that people always make comments of you know whenever they type in their phone number, oh I'm gonna get spam. Well, no, not really. I mean, because I don't I don't care enough to do that. I'm sure there are people that do do that and make a good living of it. Hmm. Okay, so I guess. The texting that you're really focused on is with the leads. Yes, texting clients, leads, I think, is more important. People who give you money or may give you money. Yeah. And you can really give them any kind of content you want, whether it's, like, here what I'm up to, here's what I'm doing lately. Um, yeah. Hey, you know, your holiday party's coming up. Christmas in July, I get, think. Get it's, your date before it's taken. Yeah, absolutely. Blah, 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 I stuff think like that. My December's done. It's in the bag. Done. I don't have to mess with it anymore. And actually, I did it late this year just because I took so much time off. Yeah. I just think that it's so important just to stay ahead of that stuff to where you – this is another thing that I will do this year is – and I wonder if I said this last year, <laughs> but whenever you have your December business – It's like New Year's resolutions. Nobody checks if you did it or not. No, 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 no. Well, I, I generally don't make any New Year's resolutions except don't die. Um, but – Funny enough, side note, someone asked me, do I make goals? I don't make goals anymore like I used to. And not just a New Year's thing, just in general. I think that my life has just gone in so many crazy things. And actually, this show has a lot to do with it. I've gone to Australia and London and Vegas and New York and spoken to tens of fives of people. Um, <laughs> Many? Wow. No, but that's the thing is, I, 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 I think I'm maybe one of five people that can say that they have spoken with people all over the world about their photo booth business. I had a conversation with someone in Nigeria about their photo booth business. Are you kidding me? I never thought in my wildest dreams that would happen. In person? In person. I never thought that I would do an event with flipping Oprah. I never thought, but it just, I don't make goals like that anymore just because I think that I just kind of like let it happen however it decides to happen. How do you keep yourself progressing? Like if you're not using goals, what do you do to keep yourself kind of say yes. Growing and I say yes more often. Really? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the thing is I just think that if you allow yourself opportunity and this goes with everything. So if you if you say hey, do you want to do this gig? You know what it's for no money. Fine. You never know what's going to come out of it. That's important because a lot of people have a their nose up in the air and they'll only do certain things at certain rates and I don't get out of bed for this month. But there's a certain thing that happens when you put yourself out there. Mm. right? So if you're, if you're at home in your bed, there's only so much stuff that's going to come your way. There's a, there's a, like a proverb in my culture where... <laughs> in my country. <laughs> yeah, in, my, in my country, there is this saying where they say... You don't become a man at home. Mm. You got to go out into the world. You got to put yourself out there. And I think that can be applied to business as well. A skilled captain. What was it? I don't know. Smooth sailing doesn't make a skilled captain or something like that. Like boats are made to like be out in waves. And like the only way you're going to really make yourself better is just to go out of your comfort zone. I go out of my comfort zone a lot. More so than I used to. I worry that people... Like, it's different when you get to a certain level and you can start turning things away and be more picky and selective. But I worry that a lot of people 
that are starting are listening to you know the Ryan Salinas's and like you know what I'm not gonna do that anymore either but you're not at that level yet you have to earn the right to start saying no and even though Ryan's earned the right he's saying that he still says yes I still say yes so there's I think there. I will I will in the physical world that we occupy we made there was a joke that I just universe made. yes so people were posting oh I don't do this service or this is out of my service it's area too far. it's 30 minutes away from you 30 minutes away. You're an hour away from the studio. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Like, on a good day. On a good day. Like, I, in, uh, the joke that I made was I put a gif of, like, the Milky Way galaxy. I was like, this is my service area. I mean, just because I won't turn down business. I just won't. If someone wants to book me in Japan, guess where I'm going. I would love to take me with you. Sayonara. <laughs>